0: All right. So real quick, I wanted to go over an importance, the importance of talking about um, your abuse to someone. I knew of somebody who kept their abuse secret. And what ends up happening when you keep your abuse secret is it typically it will fall upon you even worse, in my opinion. Why? Because when you're with an abuser, especially one who's psychological abusive towards you, you can't really, it's not like you're going to someone and you're like, look, they gave me a black eye. Look, they they gave me a bruise. I don't know. You can't really, when it comes to psychological abuse, you can't really pinpoint it um, physically correct. So when you are being psychologically abused, um, you should go and tell somebody. And preferably, I believe you should tell someone who one has legal standing. So you, you, you know, when you're being mentally psycho or psychologically abused, you got to look up, you know, the laws upon psychological abuse and go and seek help from a therapist. A therapist or a doctor holds legal binding in court are, you know, those are the best places to go. Now, of course, I've been around one abuser who went to therapy to lie to their therapist to paint a story about me. So don't do stuff like that. If you're really being abused, like go and do that. Don't waste people's time because there are real life abuse victims out there. And one of the things I despise the most is people who play the victim and act as though they are being hurt and it's never happening. And that's just the most sickest thing. So when you go and tell, make sure, you know, I would suggest like tell your doctor, like I'm going through some things and, you know, bring up what's happening. Just, you know, talk about it real quick. And you also if you're going to go there and start talking to a therapist or telling your doctor about what's happening, you know, when you go to a, let's say you go to your doctor, typically doctors have a social worker there. You know, you can ask to speak to a social worker so the social worker can get you more resources on how to, you know, um, empower yourself to leave. Because when you're going through psychological abuse, Your psychological abuser will break you down to the point where you are too scared to move and leave because the fear of what they can do to you if you go keeps you there. I knew of somebody who went through that for years. The fear of what their husband could do to them kept them stagnant from moving on and doing well with their life. And why? Because if you're not telling people, you know, um, if you're not building your own uh case, you gotta, if you can't, if you, if you decide that, okay, I gotta, I say when you're dealing with someone who's abusive, leave, don't stay, you know, find immediately. If you, if you see that someone is psychologically abusing you, even if they're not hitting you, you need to leave. That is a dangerous person because, you know, what happens is when you start seeking help and you're documenting what's going what you're going through, you're gonna get stronger. And the longer you stay, the person's gonna be able to tell that their stuff is not working. And so they would up the ante, because now your abuser's losing control of you. So this is where they do turn physical or they start plotting to destroy you by any means because they're not Able to get to your mind no more. Now they have to get to you in other ways. So I suggest just leave once you identify that the person you are around is not a good person because it, it just, it's just going to get worse for you because typically abuse victims, um, is our survivors will make excuses for the predator just to stay. And the person sees that and they see you as weak. 'Cause they know you shouldn't be around them. They know they're a horrible person. They know what they're doing. Abusers know what they're doing. That is the most difficult thing for me to get my head to wrap my head around is that they know what they're doing. Like a lot of times you want to believe, oh, they're just stupid or you know, whatever. But no, it's calculating um obsessive plots. When you're with someone who is psychologically abusing you, this person hates you. As long as somebody who hits you too, anybody who abuses you, they hate you. Never make excuses to stay with someone who is verbally abusing you. You know, um, negging, negging, all of that, negging. Negging is basically, oh, you look nice uh, today. But geez, what happened to your hair? It's kind of interesting, but I I wouldn't expect that on you. But you look nice. Huh? Negging. Confusion right there. You're like, is that a compliment or what's that? You know, those little things that people do around you will start slowly getting to you. Um psychological abusers will plant things into your head. Um, And a lot of the things that they're saying about you, sh- you should really study that and be aware that that is what they are doing. You know, if you are not doing any of the things your abuser is saying, but they're accusing you of things out of the air, most likely they're doing it because where did they get the idea from? From themselves. There's a quote that says like, Oh, if a man is telling you, you know, how his homeboy cheated so bad, it's usually it's about him and he's telling you what he did by and trying to look all the guilt. Like there's that there, you can look that up. People do weird things like that. They confess through their mouths, through accusations on you are stories that make you be like, what? Why are you even telling me? Why do you want me to know your friend? Your bestie at work is a cheater. Like, why are you hanging out with him? Like, you know, just things like that. So. Um, so yeah, you, you want to make sure that you tell somebody you can tell a friend, but you know, friends come and go. Um, if you have a friend that is, you know, not urging you and supporting you to figure out how to leave, you should leave that friend alone. I can't really save a time that I've seen somebody, I mean, I've seen people say if you have a friend that knows you're in a bad situation and they're trying to like give you reasons to stay. That's obviously not your friend. And as someone who hates you. And I found that women, I, I found women who do that kind of stuff. They be, I know this is weird, but they be, they be, they be, they be haters, of course. And sometimes weird. They got crushes on you because they can't have you. They'd rather see somebody dog you out. I've, I've, I've had some weird experiences with people, man. I'm telling you, people be peopling out here. So, yeah, I suggest not to tell friends unless you really that's that's your friend, friend. And y'all been through dick and thin and you know that person has your back. Don't be telling people like who are just like friends. Like, you know, we've been we've known each other for a couple of years. But, you know, you be saying some weird stuff on the sly or you know, you, 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 you say you're going to call me back and you don't. And you are just little things you got to look out for to see if that person, if they show loyalty, then yeah, tell them. But most likely from my own personal experience, when I have tell, told total woman, depending on her strength, she, I, I would see that sometimes a woman would be like, girl, that couldn't be me. Ain't no man going to do that. My mama raised me. Right. So when people when women say that I see women like in comment sections, you know, when they see a woman um going through abuse, and you know, especially the ones that stay, it is sad to see. And so some women would not understand why, you know, and so they'll be in the comment section, gorilla chest and gorilla pumping their chest. I like, ain't gonna be me. Ain't gonna be me. Like, why does it matter? Why does it matter what you would do in a situation that someone's going through trauma and abuse? Why are you looking at yourself? I guess in some ways you can learn from people's experiences, but you don't have to, you know, big up yourself while somebody's being down. That's not going to help a woman uplift herself. If anything, that's going to make her feel lower because she's going to be like, well, damn, yeah. Why, why did my mama not teach me this? I'm worthless. My mama didn't even love me right to even teach me how to love myself. Look at her. She loves herself. She's never been abused. What does that even feel like? You know, that's what you're putting into a woman's mind as being abused. You're not helping her. So, I suggest to women who are being abused, do not tell your homegirls. Don't tell your homegirls who got problems either. Cause she ain't gonna help you if she got problems. And I'm talking about problems that she cannot solve. That she cannot intellectually figure out why it's happening. You know, she's just like, oh, you know, like, you know, she's just, I go through stuff. I would be chilling, y'all. I promise you. I promise you, I live a low key life. So when these people come at me, it's typically because I allow myself to be around toxic environments. But if I'm to myself and I have my select people I talk to, it's good to go. I don't have no enablers around me also. But what I'm saying is like. um, Hold up. Yeah, just don't have enablers around you, like people who do not see you either. um, Not saying like a blaming abuse victims. But what I mean is like when someone is being abused, I always tell them to go seek help because I can't really do much because me, what I would do is probably not the best thing. You know, I'm big on exposing and not confronting, but exposing like don't let it slide. So I don't know. That's not a good thing for me. So I don't I don't do good on on that. But I would suggest like don't tell your homegirls because all they're going to do is um, not help you. They're not going to they're not going to tell you like, hey, man, you got to go. You got to leave. You got to love your kids. You gotta love yourself. You gotta, you gotta, What you can do better. You gotta, you can get a, you can, you can start all over again. You know, your homegirl will be like, Hey, it's not that bad. You know, um, I never really had anybody really do that to me, but I can just guess like, um, I don't know. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I never had anybody around me that like, you know, well, yeah, I did. Actually, let me go into that. <laughs> Let's stop right here. I'm going to say this. A, a female will most likely uh try to tell you to stay for the kids. You know, the kids need their father. You know, it's really hard out here for single moms. You know, the inflation going on, you know, what, where are you going to move to? You know, they'll get you with that because they'd be like, oh, it's not that bad. All he did was he just yelled at you. Just go, go, just go, go. Go, go, you know, when you get home from your 12 hour shift, just go wash the dishes real quick and cook the dinner, like you said. Um, and I'm not saying a woman shouldn't do that, but I'm just saying, like, yo, if she's working, 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 I mean, at the end of the day, we both got hands and feet, you know, you're not supposed to be a a pressure upon each other, you know. So, you know, she'll be like, hey, just do what he's, you know, And, and she'll. Downplay what he's doing just to keep her friend in a place of what she would perceive as comfort, because most likely, you know that friend giving bad advice is in, a, in an uncomfortable situation. Maybe they're having a part time paying their bills, so in their mind they can't fathom a woman having a two up two income household and and fussing about it. So you don't want to tell your friends who haven't been in your shoes. Okay, but like I said before, when you are identifying that you are around someone who is mentally, verbally abusive, you should go because it, it it escalates. It never stays to words. It goes to worse things because as you stay with someone who's verbally abusing you and psychologically abusing you, they look at you as filth. And they're utilizing you for clout. So while you're being verbally abused and psychological abused, they're going to all their friends and family talking about how you abusing them. They're taking the stories of what they're doing to you and telling people that you're doing it to them. You're entertainment for your abuser and their friends, and you don't know it. So when you keep that a secret, you, by the time the situation is over, you will have so many people who don't like you because you stayed silent and it doesn't matter who likes you or not, but it's, it's it's very difficult to deal with, you know, having enemies and you didn't do nothing to people. It takes a very strong person to live life knowing that you have ops that you didn't do nothing to just because someone didn't like you. So you have to tell, I would suggest not to tell clergy churches sometimes they'll say oh tell a church no the church is a protected class so they have a, they have a right to uh say no or yes to soliciting any type of evidence of the abuse that you claim that you told the pastor about so and typically if you you know let's say your husband and wife are your mother and a child a child go well the ch- ideally at all times, a church is legally, legally, fairly goth, everything gothily, <laughs> lawfully responsible. If a child is being abused on the church ground or they know of it, all churches, doesn't matter what, they don't have no protected class there. That's an immediate, you know, problem for them. But when it comes to you being an adult and the church knows they don't have to um say anything. They can uphold their rights and say, this was counsel. We don't want to have nothing to do with this it. too much, you know, so they can walk away. So don't go to a church. Don't go to anything that can, you know, be protected from information that you gave them. Don't do that. That's a setup. So you can go to the police, but when it comes to psychological and verbal abuse, unless the person says, I'm going to, they threaten you, the police can, you got to have it on camera. Okay. You have to have it on camera, not recording, you know, recordings can be misconstrued. So you want to put a camera up. Now this is really crazy, but if you were to stay around, I suggest you have cameras in your home. Like a lot of times, When dudes are verbally abusive, they wait until they get inside the house. Our women who you know hurt their children, they wait until they get inside the house when they're comfortable to let out. So you want to get them on video, physical video. If you're going to report it to the police, you have to have physical proof. You can't just say, hey, this person did this and that to me because yelling is not against the law. It's when it comes to Threats. So, psychological abuse is a long process to prove. So, again, if you identify that you are doing somebody's doing that to you, you just gotta leave. Because when someone's doing that, psychological and you know verbal and mental, whatever, mental psychological, saying, you know, when they're doing that to you, there's really there's you can't see it on the person technically. Um, Long term, psychological abuse does cause eternal problems. Psychological problems, uh, um, memory problems, just problems for you. The, when you're being psychologically abused, your your abuse shows from the inside out. But when you're being, spur- you know, physically abused, it's easy to run to the cops and say, look, this person punched me in the eye. Look, this person... You know, tore a rip in me. Look, go but It seems, look, you know, that's easy to prove, but it's hard to prove something that's psychological. So again, I say it again. If you are proving someone, if you know someone is doing that to you, just go. There's nothing you can do about it. You will be wasting your time trying to go into therapy with somebody who is hurting you. They know what they're doing. They is They're grown you know, they're grown. You don't, you shouldn't have to sit a grown person down and tell them how to treat another person. You treat someone the way you want to be treated. This is why, you know, once you get away from someone who's psychologically abusing you, you make sure that you have empathetic people who support you because psychological abuse takes away your ability to have correct judgment. So you would need a support system that help cater to you from their, um, 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 healthy emotions, not in logic, but not from manipulation or from a clinical standpoint. Sometimes when you'll go to a therapist or uh, whatever, you know, they might not understand. So I'll say like, if you get a therapist, make sure that you look for one that is based in trauma based therapy, um, Someone that's based in whatever you're going through, just Google and you can even, I think there's 1-800 numbers. Now, the only reason I say therapy is because you want to document. Now, of course, all I'm just talking from a worldly sense right now. I, I'm just talking from a worldly sense. Okay. But of course, you know, you can always, and this works, you can always pray a person away. You know, one of the prayers I prayed to the Most High was like, please expose my enemies and remove anybody who's not good for me. Once you pray that prayer, you know, are you're dealing with someone who's horrible to you, you ask the Most High and His Son to remove that person. Remove, protect me, protect me from myself. Because sometimes we... Um, can make excuses for people who are bad. So you, you have to petition through prayer to help you get away from that person, but also physically document what's going on. Because when you stay silent, what happens is you become, you, you go in a circle of torment because you will you could start believing what the person's saying if you don't tell people what you're going through and you're keeping it to yourself you will start believing it you know and the worst part for me when i happened to me when i believed what the person was saying i was surround we we this this relationship we were surrounded by a group of people who kind of aided and abetted the toxicity even though i was i, I that situation should have never have happened and it had to end you know you have to be careful who you even involved. I'm telling you, don't involve multiple people in your situation because it can turn into a, he said, she said it can turn into, you know, rumor and gossip slander. It can just turn into a mess where your abuser ends up looking like the victim while you are being the abusee. And I, I, again, personally, have seen it happen, been through it. And, just from personal experience, you don't want to get a bunch of people involved with what's going on. A lot of times when abuser abuse victim survivors realize what they go through, they find their voice and they start talking about it. Some do, some don't. I've known women in their 60s that still are, you know, they remember stuff from when they're seven years old and they, they just now are talking about it. And that's 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 a tragedy. You know, maybe in their twenties, they remembered it because, but because they were shameful of what happened, even though it wasn't their fault, they didn't want to talk about it. And so it became something that goes deep inside of your whole essence of who you are and you can become sick. So I just think you should talk about it to the right person, preferably someone also who can legally uphold what you went through, because sometimes you have to go to court to get rid of these people and you want to have if it's psychological um verbal abuse you you again you want to have precise dates times of when it happened so if you are an abuse abuse victim survive victim right now one of the things um you know I I learned someone told me when I was with this person um was like you get a you got to figure it out. So if you're, if you're, you know, you decide you want to leave, you told everybody, whatever, you know, the second thing you got to do is get a bag, always have a bag and a plate skate plan. But I don't want to go into that right now. I want to go over one more safe place. I think you should go to, I don't think a church is a safe place to go unless the church most I don't know for me, I I think most churches typically kind of like to keep things in house just to keep the reputation of things going. So you don't want to go to that type of place that cares about their reputation because there have been times where people have been murdered and churches will hide the murder for until, you know, um, attention is brought on them and then they'll talk. So you don't want to go to places that care about the reputations of a church is not involved in real life activism, even people in their own. And and sometimes churches will pick and choose what person in their church gets justice. So I just say, never tell a church. Just never, they don't uphold any laws. Their, their laws are within their church and they would uphold their laws within in home. You know, you can easily Google Jehovah witnesses and see how many payouts they had. And how does it start? the abuse victim tells the church, the church keeps it in house. They kick the abuser out for a year or two and, and exile them to learn their lesson and bring back in a rapist so they can do it again. And then the victim is still there and they're confused. Like, why is this person even here allowed to be around the children and the women and the elderly? And the church is just like, well, the brother, they served their time. They showed repentance. Who are we to judge? God let them come back here. So, you know, boom, the victim sees it and then they realize, oh, I'm not really being protected. You know, this brother might pay a bunch of money in alms or donations. So the church needs him back because of the money. And this things, these type of things happen, and especially in Jehovah Witnesses uh, churches. You can Google it. That's the most, that's one of them churches that pay out the most for hidden abuse. So. The victim goes back and they see, oh, the person's back because the church decided to forgive them. You know, maybe day of atonement happened or your feast of dedication happened and they say, hey, this, this person has been laying low. They haven't done anything. Most of victim, most abusers know how to they know when to stop. They know what they're doing. They know when to lay low and not get any eyes on them, especially if they've been called out and they wait for other people to forget and calm down and then they sneak their way back in and they'll come in and do it again. And again, and again, because churches are one of the best places for an abuse abuser to lay in because there's no accountability. None. Can you imagine I step into a place and I know I'm a piece of shit and I know I'm about to front circle on the clergy and I know they have to forgive me and I could do whatever I want, especially if I'm paying them thousands, a thousand dollars a month to their, their services. What are you going to do? cut me off? I'm helping you buy that new car for your wife. So yeah, the church, the girl goes back and she sees that the guy's back in the Jehovah Witness thing and she's like, oh, hold up. Why is he here? Now he's over there staring at her. She's telling the elders of the church, he's staring at him and she's making me, and he's like, just ignore him. You know, it's just the Holy Spirit guiding him to, into the light of the God. And you're, you know, I'm just joking. I don't know. Churches ain't the place to go. That's all I'm saying. So the victim will go typically to the police. 'Cause now you gotta deal with the, the the person being back in the church and they'll go to the police and then boom, the police will be like, Oh, another one. And I'm telling you, there are law firms that are specifically made to sue churches for hidden sexual or abuse. Like there's the, the whole witnesses, the United Methodist Church, Catholic, um, and Boys and Girls Club. Oh, Scientology. Yeah, so those are the top payouts. If you want to go, if you want to get free money and go to it, I'm sorry, like, I don't know. I'm not trying to get no money, but I'm just saying like, don't go to a church and I'm not necessarily, I don't, I I just think, don't think I'm, I don't care. I've mentioned everything. Scientologists have nothing to do with God. I'm just speaking facts. That place is wicked as hell too. Any place where you got thousands of people, uh uh-uh. And then they care about their reputation. You're, 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 and you're being hurt there. Oh no, you better go. Stay low. Two or more. He's there. Stay low. Anyway, don't go there. So with that being said, I think another safe place to tell, like I said, your doctor, therapist, uh, police, I don't know. I'm trying to think of one other place. Of course, DV agency. Now, yeah, I would say if uh DV agency go contact is get into support groups. Um, You know, if, if you're if you if you're not necessarily ready to leave all the way, you can go into support groups. Um, most support groups will tell you to, you know, ideally, you don't want to. Be in your house while you're, you're doing your support group. You know, you, they'll tell you go to your car, go to a park, or if you're not in a safe place or your abuser can come home. So just be careful. Like most support groups are done over Zoom or meet. So, you know, try carefully if you're doing it from home because you, you never really know. And this might sound like, Oh, they're paranoid, but you know, abusers will monitor you. Not because they're scared of you, but because they want to set you up and they want to see what you're up to, because if they're doing bad behind your back, they can only imagine what you're doing. So you don't want to be in your home while doing those group settings. And that's just from, I just think this personally, you don't want to do that. If you are in a person who's psychologically abusing you, most likely they have some type of They could have some type of way to monitor you. Um, And that's not no joke, y'all. They can monitor you on your phone, through apps, you know, secret hidden cameras in the home. Um, Recordings, anything. I You know, that happens. It really does happen. It happens. So anyway, now, if. I'm not trying to give advice. I'm not a professional, but I'm just from personal experience. I just think these are things that I would do or have done. You know, um, when I was in a situation like that, I kept the backpack in my car with an extra cell phone, a burner phone, you know, a flip phone, just an emergency phone. You, you know, just kept it in my car along with some food, a change of clothes, and whatever I needed just in case now that's that's also a bag just in case I get stranded anywhere but it's also a bag to leave when I was in a bad situation um I, I I knew at any time I might have to just go and so that was something I did Um, because you just never know when someone is psychologically abusing you, they are capable of anything. It's of course, someone hitting you is bad. All of it's bad, but think about Christopher Watts, Chris Watts, that white dude who killed his two, uh, you know, they always make white men who kill their wives famous. I can't really think of a black person who did it so I can only go to this but this dude really didn't have no signs of anything honestly you know he was uh, but he had signs he was cheating he was doing things he was you know she was oblivious I think maybe I don't know but I think one of the clues of someone who can psychologically abuse you is a cheater you know someone who cheats their they are messing with your reality. You know, you'd be like, wait a minute, you're supposed to be home at five and it's nine o'clock, why, why aren't you here? Oh, I, I stopped by the bar with the guys at the work to get some beer. You're always pressuring me. And he's really with the woman. So um, our saying, vice versa, a woman doing that. So, you know, to me, one of the signs of someone psychologically abusing you is a cheater. That's that's a, in my opinion, cheating is abusive. You know, that's just my opinion. So she has signs, but this dude, um, he he murked his whole family. You know, some and you imagine like if she would have talked about what she was going through behind the scenes and said everybody just had to guess and how did this happen? And it's just because like I said earlier, some women pride themselves on looking perfect when they are in an imperfect situation. And that's a dangerous place to be for a woman. And it's just bad, in my opinion. When you're being a uh, when you are being psychologically abused, you do have to calculate how you move. Because let's say this person it's working, and you and you re, you, re, you react in a way that will make you bad. So you have to. I get why people say silent because when you speak out, whatever you say can be used against you. Let's say your abuser done told the whole church and job and everything you can think of how horrible of a person you are. The second you speak all eyes and all ears are on you and you're being under a microscope and anything you say will be used to prove that that person was telling the truth. And so you want to kind of get ahead of that by overstepping the people who they know by bringing a third party involved into your abuse. Always bring a, if you, if if you're around, let's say like your abuser has a big family and that family is enabling that person to abuse you. You're telling the family members, Hey, you know, yesterday he came home and he yelled at our son because he was painting, um, and a little bit of the paint out on the floor. And so when he yelled, he hit him on the head and our son went to the room and then you tell his family, like, Oh, that's just how he is. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, that little boy got to learn someday not to be painting on a dang floor. You sitting up there, but he was so hurt. The son, and he—it was an accident. Don't go to a man, or a woman, who has a big family, because and they're abusive. Because most likely, what you're going to find out is that family is just as abusive as that man, and they know it. They know that man or woman's abusive. You know, when 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 you're truly a an unstable or abusive person. You will have a team of people behind you who will be ready to say you're not because, especially if it's a family, because family dynamics, especially if your abuser came from an abusive home themselves, they're going to keep that abuse tight nip about what you and your child's going through because they don't want their family to look bad at all. So they will protect their abuser. So, I personally say go above their, the abuser, the abuse person's support system. Or right, if that support system is together with yours, do not stay there. Go outside that dynamic. Never, ever keep things in house when someone is psychologically abusing you because you're not going to win. you just not. Um, let me see. Oh, it's cold. Yeah, I think it's going to be a bad winter. <laughs> it is so cold. Okay. So why is it? okay to tell your story it's okay to tell your story because it breaks the shame and it starts a healing process telling your story is healing do you have you ever known like I always say the most dynamic leader is someone who can show humility and transparency like I for me personally when I when I was going through some of the darkest times when people shared their story with me, that's what helped me see, okay, I'm okay. This person went through this too. I have to, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I have to look at celebrities to understand like when it comes to my fina- family dynamic, like, wow, who who has went through this? Well, Michael Jackson has. Uh Who has went through this? Mariah Carey has. Who's went through this? 50 Cents has like family dysfunction. And and when people talk about their family dysfunction or you see it play out publicly and you see how that person gracefully just dodged all that drama that their family brings, like, you know, that even that even helps. So people being open, like not hiding that nastiness is that you don't you know, when you have a come from when someone's dysfunctional around you and they're causing trauma to you. You shouldn't have to take that, but a lot of people be like, "Oh man, why?" You know, if that person's doing that to you, well, what did you do? You know, look what Michael Jackson went through. I saw something on TikTok the other day. Around the time I think "Beat It" came out, his brother Jermaine made a whole diss song about Michael Jackson. So while that one of his biggest hit songs was playing, his brother. Played a song teasing him about his skin bleaching, saying he wanted to be a woman, you know, teasing him about everything that all these people were going in on his brother. And just to see him to continue to be successful. Um. And, and 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 talk about it and, and then be resilient and keep going. Like that's admirable. There's some leaders out there that just wanna show the show the perfection that they there's nothing wrong with them. No one is ever no one's ever, you know, um I never felt almost defeated. When someone almost looks like they're being defeated and they get back up, that is some powerful stuff compared to someone just sitting there talking about how mighty and how powerful and how wise they are. What how did you get there? What what made you know the things, you know, you know what I'm saying? People look for things like that, especially in this time. People are broken. People are traumatized. People don't know where to go. And when they're only seeing you being perfect, they ain't going to really identify with you, especially if you're a millionaire, they ain't going to identify with you. You live a whole different life. I don't like charismatic leaders. I like real leaders. Now, who is a real leader? In my opinion, um I'll say one was Khalid Muhammad and Malcolm Malcolm X. I don't know. There's a few others, but those are the only ones that really come to my mind that. And I'm not a Muslim, but it's just like they 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 were authentic in their own ways. And typically people who are leaders and live authentically um, There will never be a black Messiah. So anyway, I don't know where I was getting off on of that. I went on a tangent because I'm just totally talking about abuse, but whatever. And look at that. You know, Malcolm X was being abused and being stalked. And look what happened. Like he was out there. He knew what was going to happen to him. And that's the saddest thing. You see someone screaming and yelling or not screaming that's so how he did but you know he he was he you know he knew what was going to happen to him that's just you know anyway but imagine if he would have just you know went into hiding and stayed silent we wouldn't be able to kind of pinpoint you know even though people don't want to say what happened you know a lot of people know what happened. And that was because he spoke out. Um, so, yeah, it take it helps you to get healing from um, speaking out helps you to have healing. So you don't feel the shame of what happened to you um, from that person. Because when someone is again, when someone's abusing you is to cause shame and guilt. Onto you to make you feel less than so therefore they can do whatever they want until they're done with you. So again, yeah, you know, and it empowers others and it empowers others. So imagine like I'll be on TikTok and I'll see people talking about what I've been through. And it and that makes me feel like I'll be on the Internet. I don't really see real life people talking about real life stuff less on the internet like I, when I meet people I, I bring out all kinds of stories and things sometimes depending on the person but I I, I, I don't know I keep saying I I don't know <laughs> I got lost wow I think thinking there oh my goodness um yeah you want to tell your story to people because it gets it out it helps other people grow uh all right. Now, <laughs> um, sorry about that. So before I end this, I wanted to give uh, any person who might want to help somebody out who is going through it. How can you tell someone is how can you tell your friend, your bestie or your family member is in a situation like you, 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 you're going, you know, you went to her house and. You picked up on some weird vibes and you didn't like the way he was treating her, and you just, you know, but you mind your business, but you're noticing things are different about her or him. So, one of the things you can figure out that your friend or family member is going through it is they're isolating themselves from you. You're calling them, you're hitting them up, you're asking them how they're doing and they're just not really talking. They're isolating themselves. They're staying with their partners like they, they're on some Bonnie and Clyde stuff. You know, they're just, and there's nothing wrong with having a partner, a good partner, but I'm talking about like you picked up that you're going to, let's say another sign would be like you went to your friend's house and, you know, there's, um, you see that the kids are at home on a school day for no particular reason. They're just home. That I know, like y'all be like, what? But yes, yeah, sometimes when people are going through a trauma or abuse situation, they'll keep their kids at home because they're scared that the kids might tell, you know, what daddy said or what mommy said the night before, or the kids didn't get any sleep, so they're at home. So, you notice, you'll notice that your friend or that family, the kids are just, they're not homeschooled. The kids are just have delinquent issues. It's because, because abuse, like if the parents hiding the abuse, like parents, the parents are in a, it's an abusive home, right? Typically, like, I'm trying to explain this correctly. Let's say, like, the mother is the uh, doormat of the narcissistic father, right? I can only do it, I'm just doing it from a woman to man standpoint, because I'm a woman the abuse person the the abuser he's going to have that woman under wraps so she ain't gonna be your friend no more she's not gonna be calling you no more you go over there There, are the, the, one of the signs might be that the kids are showing delinquents they're they're showing behavioral issues you have to look sometimes you can look at the children to see how the household is being run if the children if the you know if the children are really out of control, then there is something going on in the home. Now, of course, the extreme is the children are allowed not allowed to express themselves. The children are, you know, very quiet. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. They're just very mousy. Um, yes, kids should not be in parents' business, but you know, I, I, and the kids should be respectful. But I notice when I'm around a father or a mother who's abusing their kids, their kids are extremely well, well, well behaved. And I know that's strange because people want that. But there's other signs. But a child who is extremely well behaved, I mean, they are anxious about how well behaved they are. They're doing uh, extra stuff around the house. They're acting like Cinderella or they're they're like a maid. They're just they're uberly perfection. At as a child is because that child is trying to upkeep and control the house through their actions. And that happened, honestly, with, you know, with me, you know, I'm not to bring myself up. This is how I know things to look out for, you know, is a a child that's trying to be perfection, trying to be perfect in the home, you know, doing everything to keep the peace as a child, that's not fair. So be care, you know, look out for the child that, uh, tries to keep the peace, you know. Um, but again, you can, there's, there's signs. There's always signs. You're going over there. Your friend is just maybe disheveled. You know, they're just a little down. You know, they're not really telling you what's wrong. They're moody. I always say, watch out for moody people. You know, they're moody. There's signs, but, Um, I don't know. So again, people will not talk about it because of judgment, no one, the biggest one for me. And I know this is how i I know, like most victims feel this and survivors is no one will believe me by the time you tell what happened to you, you have to climb Mount Everest to get to the truth. You sometimes are lucky enough to see the truth prevail in your situation. And sometimes you got to let it go and let the chips fall where they may and just be like, all right, it happened. But the no one will believe me part kept me in bondage for a long time with my trauma. Because some of the people who abused me did a very good smear campaign. So by the time I spoke up, I had to fight the narrative of being criminally insane when I'm not just to just to be able to speak out and it it, it was it, it, it after a while you realize all right who cares if no one believes you're not you know the, the smart people will see through it the dummies will be forever deceived and the devil will swallow them whole safety is another reason why someone will not speak when you are with someone who is emotionally abusive verbally, psychologically, spiritually abusive, all of those things. You are with someone who is trying to take over your mind. So when you start realizing that and you realize, wait a minute, this is kind of like psychopathic, sociopathic behavior. You realize, oh man, this person kind of dangerous. You're too scared to leave now. So this is why, again, some people stay quiet because the abuser might have said things like, I got a body bag and that's going to be your home one day. Your, your abuser might be tracking you. Like I said earlier, and you're, you're too scared to to leave because they they're tracking you. They can track you through anything apps, which you buy. I I've been tracked through apps that I buy food on. So Luckily, the person told me, and boom, um, that card is not being used. And now, wherever I go, you know, you gotta switch up too. If you feel like you're being followed by these weirdo people, then switch up your stuff. But yeah, safety—you gotta, you gotta make sure that you go with the get a professional before you leave. Seek professional help. You know, preferably again, tell your doctor. Therapists, if you have one and go to a DV agency, they will tell you how to leave. And typically you leave when they are at work. Most times when you're really being abused and you're fearful of your life um, or you're fearful of the repercussions, true abuse victims will have the partner that is abusing them won't even know they're leaving, like meaning they want to even be at home. They'll be at work, um, you know, because when you're really being abused, you're trying to run away. I knew of somebody's whose wife. Ours, I heard of a story, let me say their wife left while they were at work, took the kids, left, left everything in the house. Because of safety concerns, you don't know what the person is going to do. If the person's high risk, you can't just be in the home while, you know, and be there and, and kick the person out. Um, it makes no sense. You know, most, I, 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 I've been through so much, y'all, like it's crazy. So real life victims, they typically wait for the person to be at work and then, They leave, you know, you, you, you start gathering up what you want. Some, some DV agencies will tell you, um, start moving money around, you know, get, get a, get a bank account. I personally believe that women should always have their own personal bank account. I don't care. You just never know how people can, you know, God said your enemies will be the people in your own household. So you always make sure you have yourself set up. You are, you are always an individual. We die one day and we get judged by the most high and his son. And we're going to be there standing with our holy angel. And that, and that's it. That's it. Ain't nobody else going to be right there for you. So if you, when you think like that, protect yourself, protect yourself. So have a safe, you know, have an account that's away from them. They'll tell you that. Um, typically sometimes the mental abusers will keep the woman from working. And so, you know, if the, if the husband gives you an allowance, um, oh man, that's a bad situation when a woman's dependent on a man. Um, especially an abusive one, abusive one. When you're dependent on an abusive man, oh my goodness. You, you have no choice but to get your ass in a shelter and start all over. Because you don't want money to rule you and, and cause you to be, to live a life of turmoil because you're too scared to get on your feet because you, you never did it before or, you know, you don't know how to do it. Just do it because the aftermath would be, uh, your life and, or your child's life. So I'm gonna get into the fear of punishment and abuse. A survivor may, uh, be afraid to say anything due to potential punishment such as someone, Um, is abused by the supervisor at work, a patient caregiver, someone, a place of, of authority. So yes, like, but I'm talking about relationships, but yeah, like, um, punishment by, uh, your husband or your wife, or again, we can go into like any situation where you know that you are not. The top dog in a situation, you got to assess it. So if you know that your caregiver is the one who takes care of you, like, and now you've spoken up against them, that person, people like that, I'm telling you, they'll wait weeks to get their lick back on you. Cause on top of them gaslighting the people that you might have told, They're gaslighting you, and they're gaslighting themselves because you pissed them off. Because you told. Now they gotta prove to themselves they're not a bad person by stop abusing you. But then they then slowly but surely they make up an excuse to abuse you again, and if the abuse starts over again. And they'll wait. They'll wait. They will wait a couple of days, a couple of weeks, depending on how assess how weak how much they even assess you as a weakness how weak they feel you are is how long they will wait to start their punishment again. Sometimes. So if they feel like you're really weak, you'll find that they will start their punishment within a couple of hours to a couple of days. They'll give you a little bit of, are if they find that they really want to control you again, they'll, you know, they'll love bomb you, make you feel good. And the abuse will start over again. Um, So, yeah, fear of punishment and the punishment doesn't always happen swiftly with these type of people. It happens in time because they're proving they're proving the audience that they're not abusive. They're proving to themselves they're not and they're proving to the person that they hate within you because they hate that you even said anything about it. Now they got to prove that you're a liar by letting up, but they will punish you. So shame will cause again, like I said, that would cause a person to, um, become. The shame will cause a person to become silent too. So why real quick? So why don't they always support abuse? Because people downplay your abuse, lack of support. Um, again, like I said, financial resources, fear of loss of their children, um, no safe place. So if you have no safe place to go, like I said earlier, if you're a woman, you're depending on your person who's abusing you. That's a, that's a tough situation to be in. And you have no choice, but to start all over again. If you have family or friends or some, you know, someone to go to, but you are going to have to start all over again. If you are with someone who is supporting you and your children it's just you have no choice Um, again lack of support was why people don't say nothing you know when you're being abused typically like I said earlier or maybe the last one I posted you're surrounded by apathic people and flying monkeys sometimes you know you're around people who might not understand what you're going through or care to understand what you're going through or enjoy what you're going through, okay? So just be careful, um, you know. And then just having no safe place is just that simple. Having, um, so anyway, if you feel like you have no safe place to go, I, I sometimes like I would suggest. It's not a good idea, but if it's already over, go to, go stay in a hotel, go get an Airbnb and get away, like get some space away from that person. Because when you start feeling like you don't have a safe place to go, the world, you feel like the world's imploding on you and you, and, and you just got to get out, go to a park, go to a lake, go, go out, leave, um, develop your own safe place in your car. Maybe your office, maybe, a closet at a friend's house. I don't care. You if you feel like nowhere's safe, develop a safe place for yourself. Um and always remember that there are uh places where hopefully you can go and get help. Anyway, I just want to talk about that. Uh it's something I was thinking about. Hope you enjoyed.